Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Fishermen and women, are you ready? It's on again. It's the best thing going too. The Pertec Fishing Challenge is back April 20 and 21. It is the country's largest fishing challenge for those with the competitive edge. But there's a kicker. All proceeds, yeah, all proceeds are donated to Pertec's key charity partners, Prostate Cancer Foundation of Australia and the Peter Duncan Neuroscience Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. It's just $30 to register and each registration receives a limited edition cap, a brag mat and a sticker. There's a prize pool of over $300,000, including three boats and a jet ski to be won. And you can win the major prizes just by registering. You don't even need to fish. Grab your mates, register today. Head to pertechfishingchallenge.com.au for more information. And even if you're not going to cast a line, you can make a difference just like Pertech does. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Find me a bloke who says he's perfect, I'll tell you he's lying. We all make mistakes, some like me more than others. Our guest probably fits into that category as well. This guy hasn't been perfect. He knows it, he accepts it. And as he matures from lessons learned, his focus is on ensuring history doesn't repeat. But who is Ben Barber? Oh, these days, um, just probably wouldn't even say a retired footballer, just a, just a, a guy that... Likes to get on with life. Um, uh, obviously, I, I disappeared back home uh, up in Mackay, and uh, just yeah, a guy that likes to get on with life and, and have fun still, and uh, appreciate um, the the good things in in life. Um, obviously, it feels like a second life now for, for me these days. Of going from school to to being a footy footy NRL player and to just doing what everyone else does, and um, it's uh, it's something I've, I've I find comfortable. I find some comfort in and, and some relaxation and just um, having fun with mates and being around family and that that's what what it's all, all about. And um, spending time with my kids, it's yeah, pretty relaxed these days for me. And that's if, if I, could, I can't put, couldn't put a word on it. It's just probably probably a laid back person that um, just enjoys um, enjoys enjoys his family, friends, and and his loved ones. Proud Indigenous guy, um, born in Darwin. Is it sad to see? What's happening in Darwin now? It's with the young kids. Life's changed, society's changed, but the, you know, the the young kids in the area you were thirty years ago just running riot. Yeah, it's obviously sad. I, I, I you couldn't really just pinpoint it on Darwin. It's a, it's a bit of a bit of a nationwide thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, um, it, it, it's it's sad to see that. Um, obviously the the youth are at a stage now where it's a bit crazy and yeah. and. and you don't know the answer for it because, as I said, it's it's probably more 
scrutinised there because of it's, it's so so isolated yeah. and everything. But yep. um, yeah, it's 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 very it's it's sad to see that it's not just happening there, but it's it's everywhere and um. Obviously, something's got to change, but um, it's, it's not just an easy fix. No, it's, it's not an easy fix. That's the that's the hard part. Mention Indigenous, also in the heritage, a uh, history of Torres Strait Islander, Afghan and Malay. Is that right? That's that's quite the mixed family tree. Yeah, it is a, a mixed family tree. Um, yeah, my, obviously a couple of years ago we, we, we found that out a little bit. And I, I think I remember there was a report on it years ago when I was playing at the dogs that um, had come through and I would not know the connection to it, but, wow. the, but there is some sort of connection to it. Um, but obviously then, yeah, Malay, the Malay side comes out through my, my grandson that I know a little bit of about. He was a, a pearl diver on the on the pearl ships in the in the in the in the, right? in the Torres Strait. So he's a one of like the original pearl divers off the old wooden um, wooden ships up there on the Torres Strait and. Um, yeah, um, and the, through that we come. To, I know a little bit about it, but um, as, as I said, there's a Malay side coming up um, soon, and uh, hopefully, I'm a chance to to play in it. It'd be nice to represent the family, um, Mackay, Queensland. I guess that's where the footy journey starts. So, how does a kid end up in Belmore with the Bulldogs? Who saw you? How did that all happen? Yeah, that's the, the that's probably the the best story. Um, Benny Anderson um, uh, at the time was coaching. Uh, obviously, Chris Anderson's son was coaching yeah. up in Moranbah at the time, and um, I was only a 17, 18 year old kid um, doing pretty um, well for myself up there, and 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 basically um, destroying teams. Uh, you could say that as a sixteen, seventeen yeah. year old kid. And um, Benny Anderson gave a call to to obviously his contacts down at the down at Balmore, and uh, I think Keith Yonslow was the the recruitment manager at the time. Yep. And, Basically said you got to get this young kid um, out of this town, or or he'll be probably lost to the game, and um, probably one of the luckiest phone calls um, ever yeah. for my sake. Because um, in a space of a couple of weeks, I was I was gone and um, living in the Belmore house uh, at, in, in York Street there in Belmore, downtown York Street. <laughs> uh, Jersey Fleg in 07, in 08, 09. You played predominantly NYC, uh, the old 20s, and it was our first real look at you. A ton of points and moments there. It was like you were playing for fun. Is playing for fun easy when there's no pressure? Yeah, um, that's yeah. probably the best best way to put it. Um, when there's no really um, – not, there's not, not much expectation of, of you. Yep. Know, obviously, you were in a, um, an NRL club's jersey, but um, the the freeness of it um, – yeah. um, that's probably why I scored a, a ton of tries and um and Paul scored a lot of points. Just um there was there wasn't that pressure of being an NRL player. It was yeah. sort of like you're there, but look if you just go out there and have fun and um look if if you're good enough you might get a chance to play NRL. So you don't you you don't have any of that on, on you and um yeah, pretty l- lucky to play on a that's a sort of good side that um allowed me to do that and um uh, had a good club that um obviously Showed a lot of support in their twenties, and um, mm. yeah, that as I said, it's, it was so much easier to do without any other pressure. I loved the old under twenties, and I thought it was a terrific pathway. And when you look at the ratio of guys that came into first grade from it, I think it was great for the game. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Um, I think because um, I, I don't know what the jersey flag was was uh, was it twenties or twenty ones, but I thought that was a. Uh, and also a good good sort of stepping stone. Um, it, I don't think it really probably needed a change, but um, mm. as you said, um, there were some years obviously when a, when a ton of came through. Um, yeah. I think that that year, that, that the first year that I played, in obviously might be one of the biggest because uh, yep. 
I think a lot came up. Not not from the Bulldogs, but from other sides. A lot went on to not just be regular first graders, but yeah. big 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 names that um, um, in the game. And I think I think Benny Hunt won the done the un, the player of the year that year that yeah. year. And um, obviously now look at look at the guy he is today. Is um, still playing the old bloke. Yeah, as I said, still I I, I, I can't I, I could, can't call him that because I think I'm a year older than him. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, as I said, guys like that. I know, and then and Daly and all them sort of guys. Yeah. So the guys that are at the sort of at the end of the career now were the were the ones that were the that first year of the under twenties. Yeah, they were superstars. Last couple of rounds of 08, you were awarded with a first grade spot. What was that like? The debut playing with guys, I guess, that you had only watched or were idols of yours two or three years before. Yeah, um, uh, biggest surprise. Um, I sort of lost the surprise because a little funny story is uh, I was driving in um, Bankstown um, and then with with me with me partner at the time and uh, Tony Grimaldi actually rang me and said congratulations and he didn't know I had got the phone call yet so <laughs> he saw it and I said what for and he goes oh. and he hung up and goes hold on I'll call you back <laughs> no yeah, the train has ruined it yeah, train has ruined it and, um, and then folks just called me back and said yeah we're going to give you. Um, give you a run. Um, so, yeah, dream come true for for any kid. Um, you, you you sort of how many times I, I visualise that in the backyard of my I house. Bet. Um, then to get the chance to do it was um, yeah. I think we got belted that night, but obviously just uh, the lead up into it mm. and the walking in and as you said, seeing guys that that I that I was still when I was at high school was, was still playing like Andrew yeah. guys like Andrew Ryan and that was yeah I'll always be thankful for um uh, the Bulldogs for for giving me that chance to, to debut was it always fullback for you mate because at different times you played fullback you played center you played five eighth you played halfback but in your mind was fullback always your spot um. I I seriously couldn't couldn't I honestly don't know because um, <laughs> coming 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 up my a funny story I, I played um, off the bench for an under thirteens Mackay side and uh, I ended up making the merit Queensland merit side as number nine that year so okay <laughs> yeah I, I did not know where that came from so during my juniors I was I tried to slug it out as a number nine so, yeah um, obviously then I realised there was too much defence in it and I started pushing <laughs> myself away but. Now, when I think about it, um, yeah, as as I evolved, I, I think fullback was my my best position, and, and allowed me, as you said, to to have that freeness and, and and roam a little bit more. Twenty ten, you arrived, but you arrived as a full time regular and legitimate first grader. We spoke about pressure or no pressure earlier, and playing for fun. Can you actually still have fun at this level as a professional, or does there come a time where the enjoyment goes out of it, and you're just being a full time pro. Um, I, I, th- I think you can, um, and uh, obviously winning has got a lot to do with that. Bingo. Um, played played in a lot of sides where um, we, we were getting belted every week. Um, obviously, that that sort of year, I sort of played a little bit regular. The the dogs weren't um, travelling too too well, and um, yeah, I think you, I think you can. There is there is a level to it. You can um, have have a, have a lot of fun, but. Mm. Um, Obviously, then uh, it gets very scrutinised if you're not winning games as well. Yeah. And as I said, it probably comes back a lot to win and, and, and on how much fun you can really have. Because uh, you look at the successful time, successful teams, and, and like things like Penrith, that yeah, you always see them smiling and happy. And yeah. I guess back to back premierships and, and all and such. Um, um, yeah, it's easy for them. 
2012, you exploded in every sense of the word. What a year. What's the the standout memory or the standout memories from 2012, mate? Um, big one probably sticks out to me was the game they um they took to Mackay when I, when I set that try up for, for Joshy Morris. Um, yep. Kicks long in behind Ben Barber. He wants the ball to pull up, and it will. Ben Barber has a job to do here. Gets away from Duffy easily. Ben Barber off and running in front of the grandstand with supporting side away from Cam Smith. Ben Barber kicks on his wrong foot towards Josh Morris. The try of the season. Looming. There it is. Ben Barber to Josh Morris. Have you seen better rugby league? That's probably one that, that really sticks out um, to do in front of my um, family and my, my grandmother there. Um, was she? Yeah, she was there in the crowd. So um, uh, it was, yeah, it was a very special moment for me, for me to be able to go, able to go to the fence and um, give her a hug and kiss. And obviously my my, so my dad signed my, my grandfather passed away a few years before and just to hear, hear a whisper, um, like such a beautiful thing that he's, he'd be so proud of you. It was, um, oh. it was um, yeah, it was, it was yeah, can, words cannot, cannot, cannot explain. Grandma's pretty special, mate. You choked up the moment you thought of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, as I said, she's, um, um, she's uh, as I said, the, who she is in our family and, and, and everything. Um, she's, yeah, she just gets on with life. Um, That's terrific. Yeah, she's, um, yeah, so just to be able to have one of one of them there that day and she it was her and I've got to have other ones, but yeah, she, just to be yeah. able to have one of them there that day was um yeah, it's pretty special. Fishermen and women, are you ready? It's on again. It's the best thing going too. The Pertec Fishing Challenge is back April 20 and 21. It is the country's largest fishing challenge for those with the competitive edge. But there's a kicker. All proceeds, yep, all proceeds are donated to Pertec's key charity partners, Prostate Cancer Foundation of Australia and the Peter Duncan Neuroscience Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. It's just $30 to register and each registration receives a limited edition cap, a brag mat and a sticker. There's a prize pool of over $300,000, including three boats and a jet ski to be won. And you can win the major prizes just by registering. You don't even need to fish. Grab your mates, register today. Head to pertechfishingchallenge.com.au for more information. And even if you're not going to cast a line, you can make a difference just like Pertech does. That is terrific. Again, I'm going to talk about the pressures of rugby league. The spotlight that comes with winning the Dalian medal, being the best in the game, it's massive. The winner becomes the face of the game and with it, just so much attention. How was that to handle? Because there's no manual, there's no coaching for that. You can get better as a player because you've got a coach and three assistant coaches, but when fame arrives, there's no one there helping you to to deal with this. Yeah, um, obviously <laughs> my life went. Um, you probably hit the nail on the head there. Um, it can become overwhelming, um, yeah. especially for myself, um, a kid coming from Mackay, and um, my mum and dad worked hard for 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 what what I had, and um, to have everything then thrust upon you as yeah. as the face of the game, and um, and, and an idol, and all this such such and such to, to all these people, um, 
Um, for me, the summer and I obviously I probably didn't handle too well because uh, I, I played footy because I wanted to play football. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, the, the money and all that sort of stuff's good, but um, yeah, yeah, it, it was something. As you said, you don't have they, they try and help you and coach you and clubs do, but. Um, it's it's only so much they can show you really mm. good unless they unless they fully understand it or they're in that position yourself. So um, it, it it was uh, it was quite quite hard and um, uh, as I said, yeah, obviously I struggled with it a little bit, mm. but uh, not the fact that it was too much. It's just uh, as you said, uh, I, I played footy because I wanted to play football and uh, and um, football football me was my 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 passion. And as soon as it sort of became a job and a and, and such, such thing, um, that's when uh, I guess the, the pressure took its toll. I asked because the following off season there were headlines that you'd rather forget the club got involved, they disciplined you. Everyone's eyes were on you, but more so than ever before. It's a big adjustment for any young kid to make. 12 months ago, you could have walked into any pub, any restaurant, uh, any shop, and no one would have known you. You couldn't leave your front door without photos and autographs all of a sudden. Big adjustment. Yeah, massive, massive adjustment. Um, uh, and and again, I, I, t- I touch on it. It was um, obviously a part in my life that I, I, I definitely wasn't wasn't proud of. Um, and uh, and I've, I, I opened honestly, probably say it, it, it did take its toll. And um, mm. I saw I did. Uh, I tell a lot of people I just lost my way. Um, I yep. said, look, if I'm if I'm going to be this, who the, everyone wants to be, well, I'm going to probably milk it for what's worth. And yep. Obviously, then the alcohol and 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 and, and the drugs and all that sort of stuff mm. took its toll. And as you said, yeah, everyone to know you. Uh, as you said, twelve yeah. months ago, no one would piss on you if you were on fire, really. And then, Correct. And then, all of a sudden, yeah, you'd go in and didn't have to spend a dime because everyone wanted to buy Benny Barber a beer. And um, yeah. um, I probably, as you said, didn't handle it the right way and um, just jumped at it. And um, as I said, just looked at it and said, "If well, if I'm gonna be the guy that they want to be, then." Why not? And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I can easily say that now, but because um, oh, I'm done and, and finished. But um, yeah, if I'm but at the time you you get caught up in it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you get caught up in it. Uh, I wish I was uh, probably that little bit level headed. Um, mm. But um, look, yeah, I can't change your past or, or dwell on it too much because uh, what started done, is done these days. If you look back for too long, start to get frustrating, start to get disappointing, or emotional, or upset, or you get angry with yourself. Yeah, it, it, it does because, uh, uh, as, as I said, yeah, I don't like to to think about the time because um, it, it's 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 what a lot of people. I'm, I'm reminded most days when, when I see, as you said, walk down the street and you talk to a random guy and they they, they say what could have been and mm. you sort of try to keep walking. Then you sit back and and, and you basically say, oh, sometimes I sit there and go, fuck, like it, it does it does take its toll on me sometimes because uh, obviously I've still got. Family and friends that will send me old videos of of, of the, the Benny Barber the, of the grand final all that sort of stuff and yeah. the twenty twelve and even my daughters a bit the same and it's hard to sort of sit there and and, and talk to them and they, you want to show them that, that you that you were proud of that, of that person but you also know the the downfall of, yeah. of it all and um, um as it's it does get hard and um as hence why I probably just try to just get on with life now and um, not, not not dwell on it too much. I look at that 2012 side, Krisna Ninu, Josh Morris, Frankie Pritchard, Sam Cassiano, yourself, five of the most relaxed dudes I've ever met. And then there's Desi Hasler, who respectfully is as intense as any bloke that I've ever met. That's just him. How did that dynamic work for you? The, the the wonderful thing about Desert, uh, uh, again, I love I love love the bloke as a coach. Uh, 
pushed me to the edge and, and probably made me the, that player that year. But the beauty thing with Des is that he he was he was probably like that because he took all the pressure and all the all hard, hard, hardness of, of of the of his players, and he did so much work. And, and you could see we used to laugh at him when we were doing the gym and weights, and we'd be outside listening to our rap music, and you could see him in his locked office just stressing, pulling his hair out, and giving it to Crusher, Crusher behind him. And but uh, that, that's the, the person, the coach he was, because he. He he made all he did all the hard work for you. Yeah, would would have you back through anything, and probably then allowed us to be that that so relaxed and knowing very well that he had everything planned for you the whole week and, and what you were doing, and you just had to go out and execute his plan. And um, a legend of a club coach, and um, yeah, hopefully get get the day one day to, to to run into him again. One of the great rugby league debates, and I'm quite sure you've heard this before: Jared Haino nine, Ben Barber twelve, Tommy Travojevic twenty one. Who had the better year? Your thoughts? <laughs> uh, it's probably you, you can't really put a thing on it because none of us went on to win a grand final. But <laughs> good call. <laughs> um, uh, we 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 all failed, and I, th- I think we all went on to win a Dallium that year year yeah. too. So uh, look, uh, it's it's hard not to go past Hainsy. Um, yeah, what he did with that Parramatta side is. I was lucky enough. I was a kid playing with. Um, some established first graders yep. and, and, and and some legends of the game where. I, I'm not disrespect to the, that Parramatta side, but um, Jared, Jared, Jared carried him. Jared carried um, seventeen or sixteen other blokes uh, yeah. um, on his back. He was doing stuff that you were like, "Holy!" Yeah, and another guy, another athlete, uh, probably just like GI, strong, fast, big, thing, big, yeah. big thing. Could could play anywhere in the, on the footy field. And I, 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 if I did have to choose me, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely choose him. Uh, interesting. In 13, after recently re-signing with the club, you asked for an out, you wanted to return to Queensland. Was it as simple as that? Or if you look back, were you just disappointed with the dogs and just wanted to leave? Or did you just want to play for the Broncos? Or a bit of both? Uh, um, I, I, more so I think about it now, I, I think I was uh, probably chasing something that, that, that wasn't there. Um, yeah. Uh, I was looking for an out, obviously after everything that gone on. And, yeah, and I was looking for a, for an, uh, an an easy option to yep. to to make a change. And obviously, um, at the time, um, I got separated from me, my kids and my partner, and we were looking to rekindle something. And, yep. and we thought this might be the best thing to do. It has uh, come to Queensland, and um, obviously, her be close to her family, but um, also close to mine. I know they're in Mackay, but. It's just an hour flight from Mackay yeah, to Brisbane, and, and right. it's so much easier than for, for my parents to then travel to, to see us. And yeah, I think I was just looking for a, an easy option. And where uh, when I think about it now, the old the older bet now would probably should have said, "Look, I want to stick it out here and yeah. and, and and pay the repay the Bulldogs for for all the hard work that that, that put into me." This is the weird part of footy. So many people in the public say players aren't loyal. You signed. A three-year deal. After ten months, you were told the Broncos you weren't wanted. It has to go both ways. How can players be loyal to clubs if clubs are going to treat players like that? That must have been a brutal pill to swallow. Yeah, it definitely was. But um, again, um, the, the the meeting with Wayne, um, I was probably very thankful that he was so open and honest. Yep. That as I said, he didn't just piss in my pocket and say. Yeah, we could keep you around and this and that. He he basically just said um, there was no room for you. And one thing I try to explain to people that is it's, it's a business. As mm, much as you yep. see it, it's, it, it, I said 
the, the thing about this is if the clubs don't want you, they don't you, they don't have to have you. you yeah. know, they could they could they could tarnish your worth just like that by by sending you back into reserve grade. That's right. Uh, and the next club picks you up can get you for for half of what you think you are, and, yep. and you've got to rebuild it. So um, people don't understand that in, in, in their society, their, their jobs are your. You could all you could go to leave a better job, and your your, your value don't don't change of, yeah. of who you are. Whereas um, just like that, in, in this in this in this game, it can, it can happen just like that. So it's um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's quite quite difficult. The best footy talk and live talk there is. I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Legend Series. The Rugby League Superpod comes out later in the week and the Dream Team Series on the weekend. Four podcasts every week in season on the only podcast that talks with the biggest names, not about them. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.